Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better, it applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Thanks for listening to Office Hours with Professor Z. I am Professor Z, and this week I don't have a guest with me. I'm not talking about camera gear or anything like that. I am going to talk about something a little off topic for what I wanted this podcast to be, but I just I can't help myself this week. It's it's very uh, forefront of my thoughts right now. And as an educator, the recent events down in Florida, I just I can't go without having a little bit of a discussion about it, even if it's with myself, just to get my thoughts out there in my opinion and where I think we should go from here you know the reason why I was thinking about this is getting ready to come to work the other morning I was watching the news in the morning and they're having the video of the students arriving to school for the first time after that horrible shooting and there were memorials that were put there by students from other schools before those students arrived in the morning. So when the high school students returned to their school, other students from the surrounding communities had come and decorated the school and left memorials for them to come and witness when they arrived. And the fact that the administrators of the school said, no teaching will be done today. This is going to be a day of healing and being together. Backpacks are not required. Don't bring your school gear kind of thing. It really it moved me to tears to watch that scene unfold and think about everything that led up to that moment. And today I want to talk about arming teachers. So it's been a hot debate, and and just I believe yesterday, um, as I record this on Friday, um, March second, just yesterday I believe it was that the the Florida Florida voted to allow teachers to carry weapons. Now I know people are all over this debate on both sides and I'm going to give my personal viewpoint as an educator of how I feel about this particular topic. Now myself, I am not against gun ownership. I am not against firing guns. I have fired guns in the past and I plan on going to a range and firing them in the future for that sort of purpose, firing and target practice. I find that enjoyable. I find it as a skill and I do believe that that is something that people should know how to do. Now I'm not for everyone owning a thousand guns or 10 guns or assault rifles or things that are really designed for one purpose. And that's what weapons are. They're designed for a purpose and that purpose is to kill something. So if you're a hunter, you have a hunting rifle designed to kill your prey. And that makes sense. Some people want to have a handgun in the home for self-defense. And I come on both sides of that argument, but I, I, it makes sense to me. Having something that was designed, or its history is designed on military usage, to me personally does not make sense for a private citizen. But regardless of that, I want to talk about arming teachers. And I personally, as an educator, 
working in a university would not want the responsibility of carrying a weapon. Now, I know they say, well, this will be only be those educators that, one, sign up for it, and two, you know, go through the training that is required for it. But as an educator, even if I was qualified and went through that training, that's a lot of responsibility and burden to put on educators that have so much other things to do during the day with students. And at the college level, you know, I don't have as much to do day to day with the student life as high school and elementary and middle school, where they're with those children from the moment they arrive to the moment they leave at the end of the day. Now to put another burden on them, aside from all the things they already do, making lesson plans, keeping kids organized, you know, overcrowded classrooms, understaffed schools, and to put the stress of this on an educator, to me does not make sense. Now, I grew up in a school, I grew up in East Hartford, and we had security guards in our high school, in our middle school, and we also had a police presence that was there, maybe not all the day, 100% of the time, but we had a police officer that would be in the building. And that made sense to me. And it wasn't anything out of the norway. I wasn't scarred because we had a police officer. Now, we didn't go through metal detectors. That wasn't a thing at our school. But having people that's their sole job to do these things does make sense to me. To have people whose job it is to educate the future, to educate children and adults, to have them also now be protectors of physical harm using a weapon does not make sense to me personally. The idea was floated. Those teachers that choose to do this, hey, we'll, we'll pay them a little extra. Now that right there is a, that, that just infuriates me. You know, it is well known that public schools across the country and many districts are underfunded. And anytime there's a budget crisis anywhere, one of the first things that gets chopped is some part of education. You know, they might keep that those core elements, but let's take away the music or take away the art or let's uh, increase the class size. So now where two teachers taught 15 students each, maybe one teacher teaches 30 students. And that's where they cut the cost. But now all of a sudden, because, you know, it's a Second Amendment right to have a firearm and more guns apparently is the way to solve an issue, we're going to pay a bonus to those teachers, those educators that want to carry. I do want to arm teachers. I want to arm educators, but not with weapons. Let's arm them with the resources that are needed for properly educating children. You know, take that money that you were going to give as a bonus to those. I don't know where this money was come from. Obviously, this is one of those things that is just floated out there as an idea, has no uh, background in reality as of yet. But if, if that was an idea and there was going to be funding for it, let's redirect that funding to something that makes more sense. Redirect that funding to actual education of students. Redirect that funding to putting more resources into schools. You know, maybe you do hire security guards. That's a security measure. But also hire more qualified counselors. More educators so there's a lower classroom size. So that way it's easier for a single teacher to monitor their entire classroom instead of them. You know, really, I've been in school environments. I did student teaching in fifth grade at an elementary school. And when you have 25, 26 kids in a room 
it's hard to constantly be educating when you have to be watching what they're doing, separating this person from that person. You know, making a seating chart is a stressful thing because you're like, well, this person and that person can't be next to each other because they're going to talk all day and that'll disrupt the rest of the class. Or this person, this person might get into a fight. Well, this person's a good student, but now do we want to punish that good student by putting them with a bad student so that way other students can enjoy their education? You know, being an educator is a balancing act when you have to think about all the little things that they have to do during the day, whether it's making a seating chart or playing just, you know, what's going to make sure that this person stays focused and that person doesn't get triggered to make sure that they can actually do their lesson plans. Sometimes when you're in those environments, lesson plans become secondary to just maintaining order in a classroom. So let's arm teachers with the resources they need to do that, to educate our children, to make a safe learning environment. And this is a long play thing here. You know, every time a shooting happens, it's always, oh, well, mental illness was involved or they were school rejects, you know, you know, Columbine, you know, those, those kids were picked on. So that's why they turn and turn against their fellow students. And, oh, mental illness is the problem. It's not the weapons. Now, look, you're right. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. But access to guns allows them to kill people. So we have our Second Amendment. People have the right to bear arms. People don't have the right to have murder weapons that are designed for one thing and one thing only, in my personal opinion. They, they, you don't have the right to have an AR-15, which is designed to maim a body. There's no reason a citizen should have that weapon. But bringing it back to that mental illness thing and and you know, students that were rejected by and picked on by their peers and causes them to come around and do this. What I mean by a long play is that if we give educators and school systems the resources they need to properly invest in our children from an early age, all these things don't just all of a sudden happen. You don't just become, you know, have mental illness later on in life. It just doesn't just happen. You don't all of a sudden, oh, one day I decide I hate my fellow students because they pick on me and I'm not going to turn around and do something bad to them. That doesn't happen overnight. It is years of things that lead up to that. And if we can, as a society and as a school system, have the resources at the very early ages, I'm talking kindergarten and first grade and second grade, where we are supporting those children in a loving educational environment and throughout the time that they're in the system, that they have the resources they need. If they're being picked on by school, you know, if other students are picking on them, they're able to go and find the help they need. Give resources to the parents so that way it's not students on their own that have to find things. You know, when you're a victim like that and you're being picked on by your fellow classmates and you're in third grade, you don't know who to go to. You don't want to talk to your parents maybe. You don't want to talk to the teacher. You don't, you don't want to be the, the tattletale. There has to be a way that we also educate the parents to look out for the signs so that way when they that does happen they can talk to the kids or at least get them to talk to someone else so that way we can identify these things early on we can identify those who are being harmed and those who are doing the harming and come to conflict resolution at an early age in the elementary school level so that way we does does not uh, over time snowball into this big problem that it's becoming nowadays that's where we need to invest our time. By the time you get to the high school level and beyond, you know, that damage has already been done for, for years. The, the buildup of being picked on and being rejected and not having 
uh, supporting background that you can go to. You don't have maybe you don't have uh, a counselor that you can talk to, or you don't have parents that you can talk to. All that stuff adds up over time, and that's where we're getting to with these problems. It's not like oh well, there was mental illness. Now we need to figure out how to find for that. No, we need to figure out how to guide these people from an early age, guide children in a loving environment from an early, early age. Now, just because you have mental illness, by the way, doesn't mean you're going to turn around and shoot a lot of people. There has to be something else combined with it. A lot of people have mental illness. It does not mean that they are a danger to society. It just means that their brain works and functions a little bit differently. And maybe some things don't work properly in the brain. It does not mean that they're a danger. You know, some people are schizophrenic. Some are bad serial killers that are schizophrenic. Some are geniuses that create large companies. It all depends on how that energy is focused and where the passion is. So when we talk about arming teachers, yeah, we need to arm teachers with the resources they need to make sure that our students and our children are properly educated and properly cared for from a very early age. Let's not take away money from the education system. Let's make sure we bring back those programs that have been taken away. Bring back the arts, the music, the drawing classes. There are so many ways that we can enrich children's lives. And all this will lead to a better society over time. And this is a long play. Like I said, this is not an overnight, we fix it solution. This is how do we fix it over the long period of time. And that, to me, is the only way that we can successfully do it. So... I'm going to try to not make this a habit of going out and, and doing these uh, conversations about you know other things outside my topic of expertise, but it was just something this week I couldn't really help myself. It, I was very emotional sitting there on my couch Wednesday morning um, watching the news and watching those kids return to high school. And speaking of those kids, I just want to wrap up with this, you know, that never again movement. I mean, these kids are on fire. It's a tragic thing that happened to them, but they are at that right age. They grew up in the wake of 9-11. They were alive in school during Sandy Hook, and now they've experienced their own shooting. And they're awake, and they're, they're passionate, and they're energetic, and they don't want to see this happen again. And no, they're not a voting age yet, but they will be soon, a lot of them. And in the next election cycle after that they'll all be voting age so they're young they have the energy i hope so much that they continue this energy beyond you know the next year that they graduate from high school and they still have this passion they go on to college and they still have this passion they we might have just witnessed through a tragedy a group of students whose career, their life goal, their passion has just changed what they were going to do. And their new mission may very well be to change society, laws, minds, whatever you want to frame it as in this country to really make sure something like this does not happen again, that we're not doing the here we are again moment, but making it that we do not have to be reporting on this in the future. And so if any of those students ever listen to this, please don't lose that passion. Keep that fire burning. You know, 
get involved with politics, with organizations, you know, in 10, 20 years, these kids might be running for Senate, Congress, president, and they're really going to be a driving force in that change. And it's not just the kids at this one high school. I think this is going to trickle around to other neighboring schools and students across the country. We've already seen other things happening where um, uh, students across the country or educators have come out and they've changed minds on what they've witnessed. And even, you know, the government's not responding as fast as it could be, but corporations are. And you saw Dick's Sporting Goods this week come out and say that they are removing the AR-15 off their shelves and they're raising the purchase age for all weapons to 21. And in response, Walmart, who had already moved the AR-15 from the shelves, but now they've also raised the purchase age to 21 for all weapons. So they are doing a response. The commercial world is responding to it. Government needs to follow. And hopefully it does. And hopefully we get things like a universal background check, a computerized system that can really keep track of, you know, who is buying guns, where are they, and get those red flags passed through a lot faster. So that way, when a red flag cuts called in, it's not just, oh, we need to follow up. We can say, oh, this person, we have a red flag. Oh, they're a gun owner. We should go check this out ASAP. Or, hey, there's a red flag in the system. They're trying to purchase a gun, and they get flagged immediately. These things are technologically possible. It's litigation. It's organizations that are stopping this from happening. But these are things. This is the 21st century. We have the world's knowledge and a smartphone in our pocket. We can do this as a civilization, and we need to. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better, it applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details.